Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's our podcast where we analyze and scrutinize and talk about every single individual minute of Star Wars, one at a time, in order. I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Dork. I'm Alex Robinson for the Ink Panthers podcast. Uh, joining oh. us uh, this week, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I guess we didn't tell you you're supposed to introduce yourself. Yeah, was I supposed to say something? Yes. We're joined this <laughs> week by Trisha Allen. Welcome to Hi. the show, Trisha. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming by. So we're up to minute 16, which uh, starts out with the uh, a shot of the Jawa Sandcrawler going on its its merry way and finishes with the shot right after the door opens and the Jawas are picking out which droids they're going to bring out to uh, offer for sale. One thing I think is interesting is that here we are on minute 16 and we still have not met although we're about to, we have not met the hero of the story at this point, which I think is a pretty ballsy move on uh, George Lucas's part. Yeah, because in my mind, R2-D2 was the hero. I mean, I was seven years old, right. and I'm sitting there watching it, and, you know, like you guys have mentioned earlier, he was he's the guy that's like, you know, I got things to do. Hey, are you with me? I got to take these plans. I got, you know. So in my mind, he's like the guy, right? And then they zap right. him, and they throw him in this pirate ship, and they're like, you know, going off into who knows where. And I remember being like, what just happened? (laughs) I was very confused and very upset because, you know, here's my new favorite character flying away somewhere. Manhandled by a bunch of mini wizards. Yeah, Yeah. but these little dudes with like, you know, shiny eyes that are like, oh, teeny! I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) Well, yeah, we talked uh, briefly about that earlier, that any humans that you meet that you might want to identify with have all been either evil or gone, you know, killed or, or otherwise... You know, the, other than the princess who just popped up, hasn't said anything uh, too interesting yet. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody else who's shown up is 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 either you know a robot or or uh, you know some kind of uh, evil creature. And so mm-hmm. we uh, to you know basically we we realize we've been following R two D two and C three PO and they are our heroes. Yeah. Um, well, the, the funny thing also is this is the second time in the space of 15 minutes that C-3PO has been physically abusive to R2-D2. <laughs> probably does not make people like C-3PO uh, 
anymore the fact that, as Trisha said, R2 is uh, so far ostensibly the hero, and here C-3PO is constantly hitting him and calling him overweight and shame body shaming him. And <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think I think R2 gets his licks in too because I think you know, in my mind. He's like, at one point he called him like a mindless philosopher, you know, 3PO says that. And, you know, like, I feel like every time he's blowing raspberries, he's like, you know, like 3PO only translates like a quarter of it. So I'm I'm thinking that, you know, like half of it is R2 going, shut up, I'm talking, listen to me, you know? Yeah, that's true. Or calling him names, who knows? I like to imagine R2 is is letting loose with a string of profanity. (laughs) Exactly, totally. (laughs) And then C-3PO's protocol kicks in, and he's translating that into some niceties. Yes, mindless (laughs) philosopher. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, This one minute also includes the uh, popular Luxor droids, where we see the uh, stormtroopers and Dubak setting foot on Tatooine. And uh, when I was a kid, the Dubak was always kind of – this was in the original – version where we didn't really see the Dubaks very close up or moving around or anything. It was probably mostly famous for like in the Star Wars cards where it's that close up of the sand trooper astride the Dubak, but you never yeah. really saw them doing very much and uh they did make an action figure of it though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah with that little trap door thing <laughs> they always get stuck when you stuck their little bodies down into it. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of clever, but I you know I wanted to see more of them. You know? Yeah, yeah, but then when they showed us more of them, I wasn't especially impressed. Like, it'd be cool if you were like a, they had like a do-back rodeo or something. I don't know. How do they train these guys, <laughs> the, the stormtroopers? You know, they didn't just show up and go, hey, let's ride these lizards around. What's going on? You know? Yeah, did the Imperials know. bring the do-backs down or were the do-backs native to Tatooine and they were just there and said, okay, let's hire some do-backs while we're here in this, in yeah. this Imperial mm. troop transport, other than making cool <laughs> movie clips, is not doing any us any good in this hot environment. So... Uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it probably doesn't get the job done. I would imagine that there is like a rigorous kind of, you know, training. You know, there's there's like a stable where they keep the dewbacks so they they can, you know, uh, get used to riding on them and and you know how to how to still handle their weapons while riding the dewback. Mm-hmm. And eventually, yeah. that leads to dewback dressage where they're kind of going sideways. <laughs> and <laughs> they have little, little shows when the emperor arrives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although it is odd that the Dubaks, that the stormtroopers would ride Dubaks when the whole thing is that the Imperials are very technology heavy. You think they would have just kind of like a scout walker? Yeah, like little chicken walkers or something. Yeah, that were like convertible tops or something. They could yeah get around on. Maybe they were just kind of making do with what was there. Then maybe that that lends credence to the idea that the Dubak was just already on the planet and they they you know they went to like a ranch and bought one. Or just. Where these are the guys that are like stuck way out in the middle. This is the worst post possible. So they don't get the technology. They're just like, yeah, you guys can ride the lizards. Right. Good for you. <laughs> well, they've, got, they've got native. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of these guys being stuck way out here, I was wondering, I, you can't really tell from, from his voice, and it's, it's probably entirely different, but I was wondering if Commander Praji, who was in the, as I mentioned earlier, was one of the Imperial officers, the, the one that Darth Vader said, see to it personally. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if he's actually down there with them, and it, like, is he the one that they're reporting to? Is he in the armor there somewhere, or is he just kind of, you know, phoning it in? Huh. I never considered that Imperial officers would, at some point, wear stormtrooper armor. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, that seemed taboo to me. Like, you know, like maybe if he did come to the planet, that he's like, you know, hanging out within radio contact, but he's not down there in the in the sand. Right. You know, like that's my impression of it. They always seemed a little too. Um, Aloof, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. 
Although I do like in the sand as as stormtrooper slang for doing a tour of duty on Tatooine. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. Totally. I, I spent a year in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, if debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this minute? I have a couple of things. I like the, these kind of shots, these, you know, uh, uh, long shots of the sand crawler as it moves around the desert, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think at least one of them has been replaced by CG in the special editions. But this, you know, in the original version, these shots are, uh, are just a remote control model. It's basically like a remote control tank that they just modded out and just drove it around the desert. So it looks like this massive thing, even when it's coming over that, you know, cresting that dune. But then the actual model is about four feet long. That's awesome. Keep that in your mind and watch the clip and then just picture some guy just running in there, you know, and it's it's only about, you know, shin high. <laughs> totally, totally blowing everyone's mind that this giant is suddenly picking up, <laughs> picking up the sand crawler. We're doomed. <laughs> and uh, if you look, you know, and at the at the end of this clip, when C-3PO is uh, freaking out a little bit about about new new developments. That doesn't sound like the 3PO I know. No. I <laughs> know. Uh, there's a weird, uh, there's like another 3PO kind of, uh, head and, and possibly torso behind him, if you look closely. <laughs> and that just freaked me out a little bit. Cause just imagine, you know, like, all right, you get, you know, picked up by some, some weirdos in the desert and then you're just kind of sitting in this room with a bunch of other weirdos. And then next to you, there's just like a severed head. <laughs> you think that's what it is? You think that's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely an extra protocol droid, uh, you know, parts. So just uh, like. Uh, that's got to be, I mean, no wonder he's freaking out. Do you, th- you think 3PO acts that way? Or do you think droids are, well, it's kind of ironic because if any droid should be used to seeing body parts dismembered, it's C-3PO because he gets, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gets wrecked in every movie. Um, but you think, they, you think they're squeamish about that or you think they're just kind of like, eh? No, I'm, I'm saying I would be. I don't know if he, yeah. uh, he's just and, squeamish in general. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much to upset C-3PO. We, yeah. we learn. Hmm. Uh, okay. Trisha, anything else? Oh, yeah. You know what else I think is really great in the original versions before? um, You know, because this was kind of my first um, falling in love with filmmaking in general. Like, this movie turned me on to, like, a whole new world, you know? And I remember thinking, um, like, as I go back and I look at it, um, you know, things like the kind of clock wipe that happens when the sand crawler goes. They take their time and the shot's really long and then all of a sudden you see the little wipe kind of take its time. Like now that would be like bang and you'd be out, you know? I don't know, there's just something like the birth of <laughs> of this whole like, I don't know, style of editing or whatever to me, you know, that I look at and I find endearing with part of my past, I suppose. 
you know, that and like they, they do all of these cute little wipes that everybody does, you know, like on scrapbooks and stuff nowadays. <laughs> yes, but, savers. Yeah, you know, but like back in the day, like that was that was hardcore stuff. You had to go into a booth and edit that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there is a certain uh, 70s-ness in terms of the pacing and, and, and things yeah. like that that now – and. Uh, that it does seem kind of. I imagine kids are probably like, "Oh, this movie is so boring." They're just sitting around talking all the time, which is how I was yeah. when I was a kid. But uh, <laughs> the, the scenes I hated the most when I was a kid were the scenes of everyone sitting around talking. And now that I'm an adult, uh, theoretically an adult, those are my favorite scenes. Like I hated Grandma Tarkin as a kid. Mm. We'll get to that. <laughs> and he's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've mentioned that as a, you know, despite all the weird creatures and fun robots and all that, that uh, I, I, I totally, my favorite class of character is, is the Imperial officer. That I'm just totally into, like, all right, what's the structure with these guys? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, how will the Emperor maintain control of the bureaucracy? <laughs> I guess we'll find out later. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, we will be back tomorrow with another episode. Does anyone else have anything else to say? So I don't want me to cut it short. Uh, I think we're all right. Well, I was going to ask what that onion ring that he holds up to, that's proof that they're droids. I don't know what that is. If they lost a, a, a piece, wouldn't they like short out or something? Well, yeah. based on the rough shape C-3PO is in, I'm going to guess that it, it's a C-3PO part. Because hmm. he seems much worse for wear compared to – well, you figure R2-D2 is used to being in outer space. So he's probably a much more well – you know, like a much more solidly built droid, whereas uh, – Right. 3PO is always falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and R2 is just tougher. Yeah. To take. It's a shame they didn't say, look, sir, droids, this is the rotator cuff of a R- astromech R2 unit. And, <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. Not to mention that, like, to this day, I still kind of like every time I pick up like an O ring or something, I say that even if there's not a Star Wars fan around. So sometimes <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but you know. <laughs> well, that's like, a, that's like a secret password you use. And if someone's exactly, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That sounds better. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more of the. Come on, you guys, say it with me Star, Star Wars, Wars Minute. 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 Yay. <laughs>